Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn three reasons why you could be struggling to relax enough to go to sleep in the evenings and my top tips to help. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I wanted to do this episode on the topic of relaxation because the 15th of August is National Relaxation Day and I talked on a recent episode about why relaxation is as important as sleep when it comes to fixing your sleep issue and in my experience it's something that you should always be looking at alongside your sleep and we'll cover some of why that is in this episode too but I know that some of you may actually struggle to relax And you might be noticing this particularly when you try to sleep in the evenings and you find that you can't get your mind to go into a state of relaxation. So I'm going to walk you through three common reasons that I've seen why people struggle with relaxation and then some ideas about how you can overcome these. The first reason is that you could be in a loop of stimulation and I'll explain what I mean by this. When you develop a sleep issue, you obviously start to build up sleep deprivation. Now, when you have sleep deprivation, you feel tired, obviously, and the sensation of tiredness is in part due to the hormones swirling around your system, communicating to your brain that you need to slow down and relax. And it's actually creating that sensation of tiredness, that feeling of tiredness. Now, what happens is when you're unable to respond to these signals, this creates a conflict. So you're tired, but your conscious mind knows that you can't stop right now because you're working or you have some other things to do. And so you're in effect, you're not allowed to stop. So what can happen in this situation is that you can release other hormones which suppress the tiredness. So it's a helpful mechanism, basically. Um, Your conscious mind knows that you need to stay awake and keep active and not relax and not slow down. So your brain is responding in a helpful way. So this essentially masks the sensation of tiredness. Doesn't get rid of it, but it masks it. And that enables you to get on with the things that you need to get on with. Now, the thing is that we didn't evolve as a species, obviously, in the environment of working in an office or having extensive responsibilities which obligate us to stay awake for 16 hours of the day and not be able to respond to our natural urges to slow down. We weren't supposed to use this mechanism of suppressing tiredness to keep us going and going and going and going going for a whole day for 16 hours or maybe even longer. It was only supposed to be triggered, scientists think, sparingly, occasionally to get us out of a tight spot or get get us out of an emergency situation. So what scientists think could be happening is that if we have gone all day preventing ourselves from relaxing, then ironically, we can overstimulate ourselves. And then by the time we get to the end of the day, we then find it hard to relax. Because you find it hard to relax, then that in turn 
makes it harder for you to go to sleep. It takes you longer to go to sleep in the evenings. And then because of that, you have less sleep and you could be waking in the middle of the night as well. And then you perpetuate the sleep deprivation the next day and you get yourself into this loop. And it's just what I'm calling a loop of stimulation. It's not a scientific term. It's just how I'm describing it for you. So this could be this could be a reason why you're struggling to relax because you're basically stuck in this in this loop of stimulation or perhaps overstimulation, if that's the correct way to say it. So an action step for how I would deal with this is that I would take a step back and look for ways that you can break this cycle. So for example, maybe cutting back on your commitments, maybe reducing your exposure to stress in the daytime, maybe thinking of how you can conserve your mental energy in the daytime. And if you look back, I've done episodes on many of these topics if you want more specific tips. And learning to get back to sleep quicker when you're waking in the middle of the night. So I talked about this as well as like it's a really good first step when you want to fix your sleep issue is to tackle that two hours that you're spending awake and try and get that time period down. The second reason could be that you haven't created enough time in your schedule to relax. So you literally haven't created the space for enough relaxation. And the reason that most of us don't do that is that we see relaxation as the thing we do when we don't have any other stuff to do. So we see relaxation as the absence of activity. So in between the spaces of real tasks, productive tasks, worthy tasks. And for most of us, when we're growing up, we're fed this message that relaxation is a reward or it's a luxury. It's not a necessity and you can only get to relaxation after all the other things are done. This means that you can only relax effectively. I mean, if you're a busy adult, then what that means is you can only relax once you've finished your entire day's work. You know, if you take that logic to the nth degree, you're never finished. You're only finished perhaps at the end of an enormously long day. And maybe you even feel guilty when you do sit down and rest, especially if it's in the middle of the day. Or maybe when you sit down and rest, you're not at actually relaxing at all meaning you sit down but then you immediately get your phone out and you start looking at social media or checking your emails that's not relaxation it might feel like you're relaxing because it's not what you would consciously define as work but to your brain these activities still require complicated processing to deal with all this data that you're receiving and it triggers thoughts and emotions which is more mental processing So to your mind, this isn't relaxing at all. Or maybe you sit down and because you haven't learned how to manage your thoughts, you can't stop thinking about all the things you need to do when your break is over. And so again, you're not really relaxing and you end up feeling guilty and then you finish your rest break and then you just get up and get going on whatever it is that you think you have to be doing again. So it wasn't really a break at all. So if any of this is sounding familiar, an action step for how I would deal with this is that I would start to time block in my diary relaxation time. When we time block, it makes us actually focus and see that as a task to be done. So it just changes the focus slightly. So for example, when I'm at work, what I do is I have a period of time blocked out for relaxation time. It's normally at lunchtime. And I have some options for for relaxing activities that I can do during this time. And so say, for example, listening to music or maybe reading a book or oftentimes I go for a walk in nature 
or if it's a sunny day I like to go outside and relax in the hammock so it's an actual thing it's not just kind of taking a break and I don't really have any idea of what I'm going to do in that time because then I'm tempted to just carry on with work or something it's time blocked in the diary there's a reminder set and then I have a good idea first thing in the morning of what it is I'm looking forward to doing when I get to that time blocked point so what I'm aiming for is an activity which is primarily mentally relaxing mental relaxation is the most useful type of relaxation that I've found that helps you with sleep because again the whole point of this is relaxation in the daytime which is going to help you later on. The third reason could be that you formed some negative subconscious beliefs around what it means to relax. So in other words there's a part of your subconscious that doesn't think you should be relaxing at all and it will work hard to interrupt your relaxation time even if you do schedule it in. Now, there are loads of phrases for this that mean the same thing that you may have come across a subconscious belief, an unconscious bias, a limiting belief. So whatever you want to call it, it's all effectively the same thing, which is the notion that your subconscious mind is really in control most of the same time. And it's very, very influential on what you actually do. And by coaching with people, I've discovered lots and lots of subconscious beliefs around sleep. The effect of forming one is that although that you consciously know that relaxation is a good thing and that you should make sure that you take the time to do that and you might even know that it would help your sleep issue if you do that, you can't actually follow through and do it. So even if you do schedule it in, you then find some reason, some last minute thing that needs doing, some emergency task that can't be put off until the next day. You essentially procrastinate over not relaxing so you prioritize something else over relaxation when it comes to the actual act of of stopping and that has a result that each time you think about sitting down to relax or perhaps you even make it to the point where you do sit down and relax you see something or something pops into your head and you think I've got to go and do this and the next minute you're back on your feet again you're going to do that task or you've got your phone in your hand and now you're checking Facebook or you're browsing something that you need to purchase on Amazon or whatever it is. And this type of behavior can often be traced back to the fact that you have this unconscious belief that relaxation is a waste of time, or even if it's not a waste of time, it's something that you should only do if you've completed all your tasks or at a certain time of day or things like this. And I want you to bear in mind that when I talk to people about this, when I first start to talk to them, Many people are really quick to say, oh no, that's not me. I completely understand the importance of relaxation. Oh yeah, I totally understand. So what I'm trying to say to you is that's your conscious mind's concept of relaxation. The vast majority of us believe in our conscious mind that relaxation is good. So most people think that. But what your conscious mind hears and understands can be completely different to what your subconscious believes And it's your subconscious mind that's controlling most of our actions and definitely controls sleep. What I recommend to address this or even to discover whether this could be you is to think about some of the statements that you would have about someone that relaxes for most of the day. So imagine that I say to you, oh, I know so-and-so and they literally spend eight hours a day relaxing. What comes up for you when you hear that? Do you think this is a good thing? Do you think, okay, that's that person's choice? 
Do you think this is lazy though? Do you think, what are they doing with their day? Are they wasting their time? Uh, You know, what's going on with that person? Why aren't they getting up and doing some more things? So if you feel like you might start to have negative thoughts or feelings or emotions, when you think about me describing someone that spends most of the day sat relaxing, doing nothing, then this could be a clue as to how your subconscious really feels about this activity. So that's just a starter. So to summarise, we talked about three reasons that you might be struggling with relaxation and some ideas for action steps to start to overcome them. Remember, if you find it hard to relax and get back to sleep when you wake in the middle of the night, I've just launched a new programme to help you with this. So do check it out. I'll leave the link in the show notes and you can go and look at that now. All right, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.